podcast. I am Katie Nordgren. And I am Chris Jeppa. And with us today is a really cool guest. She is uh, an information technology superstar. <laughs> she's beautiful. She's very talented. She plays the mandolin. What else? And piano. Ooh. And she's in a band with me in an 80s cover band. What? And, a whole bunch yep. of, and in fact, this person, Conflict of interest. This person <laughs> even played mandolin on our wonderful theme song that you just heard. Mm-hmm. So, hooray. Hey, Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank we you for coming. We are, as always, recording live from our shanty shack down by the sea in East Vancouver. I can hear the seagulls. <laughs> we have to do that every time. <laughs> we uh, we officially have a table, which is very yeah, exciting. Yeah, this is great. Uh, very professional. We've been recording from the sofa that's like a falling apart Ikea sofa for a while. Mm-hmm. And now we have a table and it feels a lot more like doing a seance, which is very awesome. Can we do that later? I, I brought a book. Oh, what is that? It's what does called, that say? It says Earth Magic, a Dianic Book of Shadows. We There's can peruse this later. Definitely a pentacle on the front of it. Yeah. So that okay. looks super we'll legit. We'll turn the lights off, lights and candles. I've got a lot of crystals up here. <laughs> oh, so yeah. uh, we are good to go. Sounds good. Sounds We're going to be exploring teen angst and teen witchery and teen vampirism. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, basically, just our own Im- slightly embarrassing in retrospect adolescences. <laughs> But it's shaped who we are today, and that's very exciting. Absolutely, and I think we're old enough now that, you know, it doesn't matter. We can look back and laugh. Right? <laughs> and laugh a lot. And laugh and maybe cry. pretty funny how seriously we took ourselves yeah. as yeah. teenagers. Yeah, Katie, I was definitely reading some of your screeds on your teenage website. Oh, shut. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm so glad. I just have to say this right now, that I went through my teen years before the internet, before social media, websites that didn't exist so there's like no record except for what we have oh man I, I could not find the password or access name for my teen website if I tried like oh, if no. I had a gun to my head I could not log back in and delete all of that so, so it is there forever preserved <laughs> in perpetuity yeah I have a red hot chili peppers fan site that's still somewhere in the ether on geocities wow. oh no they got rid of all the geocities oh, did pages. They? Oh. I might see my pages on tripod I will not be giving the link for it unless someone asks me really nice maybe we'll link to it on our blog oh, fuck Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but uh, I had a GeoCities page, and it was just... I was learning how to use HTML and learning how to use targets. Remember targets where it would just oh, say yeah. the, the link and it would go to the thing. So I just had lyrics and I just typed up the lyrics for all their songs and I had a lot of pictures of Anthony Kiedis being attractive and then a lot of fire gifts. Spinning skulls? <laughs> well, it was mostly just flames, you know, animated flames. red hot? Well, yeah. yeah. Sorry, what <laughs> should our listeners Google to find this oh, uh, fan site? good Lord, I have no idea. I think if it's on GeoCities and Katie says it's been deleted, it's probably just lost to the ages. There is, but a, there is a, the Internet Archive. Yeah, and there's a Tumblr site that's dedicated to, it's like one terabyte of something or other. I can't remember what it's actually <laughs> called, but it's just it'll show you like the front page of uh, an old GeoCities website based on the last date it was updated. So oh like, wow. so there's all this stuff from like 2000 that it's like last time, like this is my dumb page. I had to make it for my grade 10 class. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why it's Bob for some reason. It's his website. It's always Bob. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. So before we get into all of that stuff, do you want to just see how, how people's weeks have been? Yeah, let's do it. How about how's your week been, Katie? Oh, my God. Well, Erin asked me when she walked in today to our Seahags shack, asked me how I was doing, and I said, I'm wonderful, which is like, that's a little bit more enthusiastic than I'm used to hearing <laughs> from people. But no, I'm just uh, been really feeling myself lately, uh, metaphorically, mostly. Mm. But, Not you know, d- once in a while. Way, but. Oh, yeah. Well, a little but you know, mostly <laughs> just like, hey, I'm cool and I like me right now, which is like as someone who was an awkward teen who, you know, <gasps> leaned very heavily on uh, that nerdy, gothy, punky stuff. Uh, it's nice to finally go like, OK, I feel good with who I am right now. And I'm just, you know, I've been doing a lot of comedy stuff and that's coming mm-hmm. along super good. Just having a really great social life. Just. Just doing yeah. it up, you know? And uh, spring is in the air. And oh, I know yeah. that you are you guys are going to be listening to this two months after this comes out, um, more or less, because we're actually, this is our, our last of our sort of archive episodes. Yeah, till we, till we launch. And we launch for real in two weeks, but you'll be hearing this uh, two months from now or something like that. like that. So right now, uh, spring is popping off mm-hmm. and we're feeling... Pa-pa-pow. We're feeling some creative <laughs> impulses. Sorry, just a little air horn there. Oh man, Katie and I have been furiously g-chatting like constantly for the last two weeks, just about brainstorming ideas, like long-term yeah. goals and creative stuff that we're just like really vibing off each other right now. So I think that's part of why I've been feeling so good. It's like I've been working with my creative wife, mm-hmm. uh, so and that's been like yeah, we just chat all the time, and it's probably a little codependent, but it's fine. We're fine. We're totally fine. I realized so I, I went to a comedy show by myself because um, it's the Just for Laughs festival in Vancouver right yep. now, and. I realized that you were uh, hanging out with some other people that evening, and I was just like, well, I can't just keep texting her about this experience that I've been having, so I just journaled it all down. (laughs) I mean, you texted a fair bit of it to me, which I loved. I thought it was great. I was just laughing so hard about this asshole that you were describing. So I love it. Like, text me anytime. Yeah, but I was realizing that normally I would, like, tweet stuff like that. You know, it's like, oh, I'm live tweeting my weird experience with this or that. Mm -hmm. But my phone is very old, and it doesn't respond to, like, typing as well anymore. Anymore. So now I've just started writing things by hand. And honest to God, I feel like it really does like make me feel more creative somehow, even just to the act yeah. of writing something on a page rather than like ticket to ticket typing. Ticket ticket to type. You know? I hear so you. and so then I was just like, oh, I wrote down this like dialogue that I had with this person because I thought it was interesting. And then I like wrote a poem after <laughs> just randomly, just like free writing. Um, and yeah, it feels really good. There's like a lot of good stuff flowing uh, mm-hmm, in cool. spring. So I'm feeling nerdily creative as spring well. Spring is the time when a young lady's fancy turns to just making shit and uh, <laughs> going out and being cool. I'm pretty sure that's how the adage goes. Yeah. Adage. How is that pronounced? I don't know. Adage is correct. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you, Erin. <laughs> how has your week been? I've been doing a lot of cross stitching. <laughs> that's creative. It makes it, I was just telling Katie, like, yeah, I'm turning 40 this year. So I have completely embraced being an old lady, staying at home Perfect. with my cat and cross stitching. It's been pretty great. But also, I have been rehearsing with my 80s cover band, which is really awesome. Amazing. We've been yeah. having a lot of fun. What's so the name of the band again? The Synthetics. That's cool. So it's all like that 80s synth kind of style. So it's just been fantastic. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Oh, do you have a guitar? I have a keytar. Oh, I was just being a sassy little I asshole. Do That's have exciting. A keytar, but I haven't quite brought it out for this band yet. But, but I'm, you, I'm it's getting there. I'm mm-hmm. getting a little closer. So yeah, it's been good. That's and this so weekend, cool. my partner was away this weekend, which is very unusual, like for me to be home alone. So I was just like watching really sad movies and just basically bawling all weekend. But it was really That's good. Amazing. Like I feel like I've really let out a lot of like pent up tension as a result. That's so good. I'm feeling pretty. 
Oh, three. Yeah, get it. I was like, you was bawling all weekend. I'm like, you were bawling in both senses. Yeah, of the I was bawling, and then I was bawling. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Emotions are uh, they're super punk rock. They're very cool, and you just ball super hard. Yeah, and then yeah. you ball hard. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> I'm pretty right. sure. I like that you've been cross-stitching. That's like a very oh, cool thing to do yeah. these days. I like, guess so. I don't textile know. crafts are the new hot jam. Yeah, yeah as sure. long as you're you're like cross-stitching like ironic phrases the word onto fuck pillows. Onto a pillow. Or... I, well, I'm getting there. Apparently Dame Judy Dench likes to cross-stitch dirty words onto <laughs> really? decorative pillows. Which, I could see Did that. you not know this? No. Mag- I'm delighted Her by and Maggie that. Smith, like if they're filming together, Mags <gasps> is doing her, uh, she'll do a crossword puzzle. And Dame Judy Dench likes to uh, cross stitch dirty pillows. Oh my god! I just want to hang out with them. <laughs> like, I want them to be my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like we're all going towards that and embracing our eventual mm-hmm. old ladiness. Mm-hmm. I always thought like I'm a Capricorn. All of my horoscopes mm-hmm. have always been like, oh, you rule in old age, like <laughs> all of the stuff. And so I'm just, like gearing up to be like a fabulous sixty year old. You're gonna be the most amazing sixty year old. But like I feel like I don't. So like I don't want to quite give into it just yet. But I feel like it. Like. You know, this weekend I barely went out. Going to comedy every night on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was, like, really tiring. Mm -hmm. Even though it's, like, the shows start on time, they finish on time. (laughs) Like, it's better than going out to see live music, which, like, starts late. But just, like, going across town to go do a thing, it was just, like, Sometimes it's too much effort. Yeah. (laughs) Today I went to Kitsilano um, to go to a piano recital, um, which a friend of mine was doing. And we were planning, we're like, okay, we'll plan to take an hour on the bus. Mm -hmm hour and a half or more on the bus to get over to Point Grey. Like, it's really... Boo. And so we were, like, it was almost an hour, and we were still, like, waiting for the next bus to take us to the next thing, and Ed and I were like, we're not even out of East Van yet. Like, why do we bother? <laughs> we did it for love, because our friend was playing a thing, and he did a great job, and, and it was he, awesome. And I'm sure he appreciated your sacrifice. He sure did. We wound up taking a cab. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> we were so late. I can't I can't blame you for that. Yeah. Like, you said, I just really want a car, and I know that's going to happen for you soonish. And that's going to be great. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I have a vehicle, but I did not pay for it. So yeah. that's why I have it. Because yeah. <laughs> if I had to pay for it, we would not, would not we, happen. We'd have a shopping cart with like a <laughs> riding mower engine or something. Well, I love that we we all live somewhere where you don't need to have a vehicle and mm-hmm. you can get through most of your life. Like if you didn't have a license, yeah. you'd actually be okay. Oh, I know lots of adults who don't have their license. Mm-hmm. A ton of them, actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that some people are like, that's ridiculous. Like, well, you maybe don't live in Vancouver then. Or no. you come, they've moved here from a place like... Like, from far away. Like, my wife cannot understand anybody not having a car. But she's from Saskatchewan. So oh, my gosh. Yeah. She's like... She started driving when how she was do 15, you... right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Driving, like, a giant boat of a station wagon. You carry <laughs> nine people around in it. Exactly. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. So I could I could easily get by without it. But I grew up in North Delta, and I did not want to take the 312 or the 319. Yeah, the buses in the so suburbs are pretty They are suck awful. dinks. Yeah, I, re- I remember taking the 160. Like, I lived in Poco, Oof. and my boyfriend lived on, like, Oak and 20th. Oof. And I would take the 160 all the way downtown, and then I'd have to catch another bus. And oh, it was, like, my God. two hours. So arduous. Ugh, it wasn't worth it. Mm-mm. No, it seldom is. No, no boy has ever even, worth Even for true love, it's not really <laughs> it worth wasn't. it. <laughs> we have God, such no. a minimal amount of time on this <laughs> exactly. crazy blue marble. Yeah, that's you know a good book on a bus is a fine thing, I guess. But I can't read on the bus. Mm. I get yeah. sick. Motion sickness. Yep, mm. can't do it. Well, so podcast. Maybe you're listening to this on the bus right now, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, and those of you who have yet and, to make up your minds, and folks, <laughs> general folks, general folks. Um, 
Super yeah. intelligent dogs. <laughs> <laughs> On the bus. Who's a good boy? <laughs> Who's a good boy? Are you a good boy? Is you? Yes, it is. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. So I think that about catches us up. Yeah, cool. That's, we're all having a, feeling, having a good life. Feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Right on. Right on. Let's get into it. Okay. What's the topic? Oh, my God. Embarrassing adolescence oh, that we're no. not actually ashamed of, but oh God. maybe just a tiny <laughs> bit. Maybe just a little bit. A little cringy. I, I definitely have dropped here and there so far on the podcast oh yeah my vampire party is in this and that <laughs> and, and Katie keeps like this is new information this is new information to me so I knew you liked vampires yeah. that was not you know unknown yeah. to me but so there's that and I'm actually very proud of how nerdy we were like all the LARPing that we did I was just gonna oh, ask yeah. you if you LARPed mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, she did, LARPed. You, did you also LARP when you were I LARPed oh my god didn't we all no no you didn't LARP I didn't LARP okay no I um I dated for the home listener <laughs> LARPing is live action, action role playing, playing. <laughs> <laughs> you, I hope you got that in both ears just now I really <laughs> hope that that was a binaural experience <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I did not LARP. I, I dated some really hardcore nerds growing up. Well, I mean, growing up. I had a boyfriend for, like, three years in high school who was, Whoa. like, a hardcore nerd. Like, definitely tried to take me to a Shadowrun game. And I was just like, <gasps> I, I'm like, I, I hate, I, I, I fucking hate this. I'm <laughs> oh, not no. a game. No, 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 I'm not, I'm, I'm not disparaging it at all. Mm-hmm. I think gaming is wonderful. If I could flip a switch in my brain that made me like video games and, like, tabletop games and stuff. If I could do that, I would. If I loved... Aww. If I could just suddenly wake up and love Settlers of Catan, <laughs> my life would be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Because I love nerds, and those are the only people I hang out with, and they're like, we're having a game, and I'm like, bye. Aww. I'm gonna just stay at home and watch my Netflix, read my shitty books, and... <laughs> Yeah, I just can't. It's something, there's a block, and I'm pretty sure it's just, like, me being resentful about staying in relationships too long yeah. as a young person. <laughs> That's a lot of I'm baggage. Like, I will not play wow. settlers again. Wow. Those dumb little octagons of grain and water. <laughs> Wait, are they hexagons <laughs> or octagons? I don't know. Don't email us. Please don't email us. <laughs> but, uh... I'm I'm kind of the same way that like I really enjoyed um, like playing Vampire the Masquerade is mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. thing, but I never got into Dungeons and Dragons. I never and got I didn't into either. I think Dungeons and Dragons is like a '70s thing, and then like maybe a holdover into the '80s. But by by the time I was in high school, nobody played D and D. But there was that whole new generation, vampire and, and yeah. mage and things. So like that. when when I was in high school, so that's like in. Late nineties, early late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, there was like a little clique of guys that played Dungeons and Dragons in the cafeteria, and magic cards were a huge. Oh, magic! So I learned magic cards, and I enjoyed it sort of. But there's just something I just have a block for those kinds of games too, and it's just like strategy and like fighting and battles and powers and all that kind of stuff. Where I'm just like, I don't even really like chess, like. (laughs) Yeah, you like the, the performance aspect of it, right? Yeah, and so the my, actual like role playing. Exactly. So my favorite part of doing any kind of LARPing activity was the live action part. Mm-hmm. So and we and the character creation was always my oh, favorite. Yeah. So you'd like the making your vampire goblet part of it. Well, yes, and <laughs> so like <laughs> so like you'd spend a lot. Well, I would spend a lot of time like writing a whole intriguing backstory oh, yeah. for the for the character, all of this history and how she got to this point and blah blah blah. And then in every, like, LARPing game, you would, like, spend the whole first time would just be everyone telling you about their character Mm -hmm. as if they were. It always starts where you go into a tavern and you're sitting down at a table (laughs) and then someone else enters dramatically and sits down at the table with you and starts sharing the story. And then everyone kind of all coalesces and it's like, oh, we're this roguish band of travelers that have all been separated from whatever. Maybe we need to start a quest together, right? Mm -hmm. But the first, um, like, time that we all played, it was all just about sharing this backstory, 
and that was really fun. And then it'd be like, okay, let's meet next time. Actually, go on the adventure. And then it's like, we walk to a cave. There's bats <laughs> in the cave. I light a torch for the bats. And blah blah blah. blah. I just I got really bored. Of right. That so there's no character development. You're like the things you're doing are dependent on this character that you spent all this time creating. They're mm-hmm. just a player. Yeah. So I found a lot of. Um, like awesome creativity in IRC chat <laughs> where you would go into like it was like hashtag tavern whatever you could go oh, into like yeah, rooms yeah. and then people would just be like text hashtag tavern well because that's where hashtags we, came from was we IRC we didn't right? call them hashtags but that's fine well yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's okay sorry I'm nerd actually... mom <laughs> <laughs> oh you so I'm actually that's <laughs> so good just now I love that oh, it's oh, that I know you're talking you're talking about uh, massive multiplayer online dungeons muds <gasps> yes but like MMORPGs. was it only text based they in the be- in my day it was only text yeah. <laughs> so, like, these, I'm but, sorry what <laughs> but these were literally just like an IRC chat room yeah and there was also ones for like cat fanciers and like people oh, that yeah. liked traveling but then this one was like specifically for like vampire the masquerade type people and yep. then you could have private chat rooms where you would go and chat with people and like everyone would like try to make like a grand entrance so that people would want to talk to them, you know, and it was always like yep. Darth Ravenclaw. That's not a right. <laughs> Darth, <laughs> Darth Ravenclaw? No, I like that. That's a cool that name. Works. That works. Okay, whatever. Darth Ravenclaw, Prince of Darkness, like, get, enters the tavern, opens his fledgling cloak when, like, a whole bunch of bats fly out of it, and then he, like, summons some lightning and just basically a big show of might and power so that people at the tavern might be like, ooh, who is this mysterious stranger? <laughs> Wow. If somebody spent her time doing If I was in a bar and someone walked in with a cloak <laughs> full of bats and opened it up and a shitload of bats flew in, I'd be like, where is the hospital? I really need a rabies shot immediately. And oh. please call someone to take this man away because there's something wrong with him. <laughs> Unless it was the storm crow and they'd be like, oh, it's Thursday. It's, that's just Jeremy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fucking Jeremy. <laughs> he always ruins our good time. Oh, God. He's got but- a lot of bats in his belfry, you know? <laughs> But I just found that I just found that really satisfying because it was mostly text based. So it just felt like improv storytelling. Yeah. And rather than getting caught up in all the rules and the mechanics of the game. And I think that's what really Yeah. I'm very personally averse to like having lots of gear and lots of things that you need to manage and lots Mm -hmm. of different rules and lots of different tactics. And waiting for other people to take their turn and just taking fucking forever. Mm. (laughs) Hate that shit. So I only play Scrabble against myself. Oh, wow. I take a hard line stance on this. Scrabbling I don't like collaboration. I'm <laughs> just scrabbling with my set. Oh, we haven't alienated all of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I had a triple word we score. But our listeners, Aaron, come on. Oh. Stefan, no, I'm just totally all, all six of them. <laughs> oh, speaking of IRC. Speaking of IRC, I spent a lot of time on the Gothic IRC channel. Oh, my God. Kind of a big, big what was your username? Hexalyn. Oh yeah, that's the same one you <laughs> use sometimes for right? a long time. It was that's a bes- cool name. It was though. bestowed upon me when I was 15 years old. I had a friend who was he was kind of like our uh, I don't know he was like a like a kind uncle. <laughs> this is getting really creepy. He was like in his 20s. We sat on his lap a lot, yeah, and he would host these parties. He was like a plumber, like his his dad owned a plumbing business. A plumbery, I believe it's called <laughs> a plumbery. And um, one day he was like, flipping through a catalog, and there was a sink style called the Hexalin. It was like a six sided sink, Ooh. and he's like, "Oh, that's too pretty a name for a sink." Should we now? Should we now? Name? <laughs> you are now Hexalin Lufkin. 
Yeah, the screwdriver company. Oh. Yeah, so it that stuck, and it's still, and I still use it That's, to this it's day. It's a lovely, lovely it's username, lovely. and it's, like, slightly uncommon, but it's, like, yeah. not gross and weird or anything, or unwieldy. Unless you Google Hexel and you see all these sinks. But then you're kind of kept in a bit of, like, anonymity in that way as well. Mm-hmm. Am, well I, until now. am I a sink or am I a woman? <laughs> You'll never know. She's more sink than human. <laughs> I'm the shittiest kind of cyborg you, you could say possibly I'm multifaceted. Oh, <laughs> I have to go home now. <laughs> you just won at our podcast. Oh. Oh, me there's there's away. more to come, ladies. Oh, That's some good Foley artistry that right was there. Really good. I'm walking this away. Is Katie leaving the room. <laughs> That's what a door sounds like when you close it. It's well, kind of. No, no, I'm not actually going to open the door. Okay. Right, anyways, do you guys want to see pictures of me I the, do. It was in the a, 90s? a great thing for a, for a audio We're going to describe these photos. Yeah, that's exactly. Them. No one's ever going to see these except for you guys. So this okay. is this is really early on. This is like grade oh. eight. You got oh, some good... What? I had good a crimp. Perm. How dare you look beautiful in grade eight? You, I'm furious. Honest to God, you look kind of the same. You like... Have, it gets much worse. Your friend <laughs> looks just like Jennifer Beals. Like, Ooh. she does she not look like the chick from Flashdance? Oh, yeah. I never noticed She's that. She's beautiful. Yeah. Like, how dare you be 13 and pretty? That's not fair. <sighs> <It's just> not <laughs> I'll pull up my 13-year-old picture. And, and then this happened. Oh, my. Is that you? That's me. Wow, you look so different. Oh, my God. So you look like you just stepped out of the Sandman. <laughs> that's so, that's like a Neil Gaiman-y comic yeah. look. That's beautiful. She's got a purple, is it like silk jacket? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's satiny. And satiny and dark eyeliner and then dark eyebrows that you yeah. painted on. Yeah, like a blue really streak am. in your hair like in the 90s, which Mostly was like a harder blue. thing to accomplish yeah. then. Yeah. Wow, Lots very like mistakes. statuesque. I like it. Can we address my grade eight and nine photos from this? Oh, my, yes, my... we can. <laughs> this is why I'm angry at you for being beautiful at thirteen because that is a man's Tommy Hilfiger shirt that I got at Costco, and then you can't see it, but there are holes in it from where I let my guinea pigs eat it. Um, I have braces. I have glasses my mom picked out, and you can't see it really very well here, but there's a patch on my hairline where I had shaved off a uh, cowlick that I had because it was annoying me, so I shaved it, so I just had this patch of shaved hair that it took me like five years to grow it back in because I just kept shaving it. Then this is a really good look from grade nine when I got my hair cut finally. I still had braces, so I closed my mouth. Uh, That is a tank top over top of a (laughs) t-shirt. As you do. As you do. And I just look so angry. Like I was so sour. I was so sour. And then there's grade ten where I'm like, hey, now I look exactly like I do today somehow. Wow, my that, hair is the same color in this picture. What a transformation from grade nine! Isn't that like I'm the yeah. same way? Like this grade is when I got friends. Was a huge. I got friends yeah. in between these pictures being yeah. taken, and you're which was smiling. And when you're smiling, the whole world smiles. With <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going <laughs> through. I have a big photo by album. My illicit lip piercing that I got in tenth grade. <laughs> I love it. It's like the first person to get a body piercing at my high school. Um, so this is a. This is my. Oh, I love this one. Look at you. Yeah. So this was my grade nine picture. So I'm wearing like a green peasant top. But it's like it's all crocheted. So I I basically inherited a bunch of my mom's clothes from the '70s and just wore them all the time. So I was in bell bottoms and crochets. Very pretty in that picture. But I also it's when I first got braces, so my upper lip is so swollen. Oh no. And I don't (laughs) smile at all. Yeah. But my transformation was between grade six and grade seven. So grade six, I was just like real chubby with like a child. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then, oh no, then grade seven was here. 
where I basically just like I got a lot more casual. I just started wearing jeans and t-shirts, keeping it cash. Like, you know, just like had like long straight hair, and it was just like parted in oh the middle. God, so I was so like, cute. I was very fussy for a long time, and then just got kind of chilled out about it. You look really like you're confident in who you are. Like you've kind of found yourself really early. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I would believe that for sure. Yeah, I never looked that confident in any of my pictures. Yeah. This is my grade 12. So uh, I love it. So yeah. this is this is the outfit. We, Are you we, sitting on a plinth? <laughs> sitting on... Is that a plinth? It's Are you marble. on a plinth? A yeah. marble plinth. So, you know, like... Because you're a goddamn work of art, Chris. Oh, thank you. The, the photo studios would provide, like... Justin's. Shitty... Ba- it was Justin. <laughs> it would be Justin's. They would provide shitty backgrounds and then props so you could lean against a ladder. Wow. But I chose a marble pillar to pose myself on. <laughs> this is the outfit. It's a... It's like a black dress... And, and look the, at how high this comes. I the know. Slit, like, the slit goes up to high. pretty high, like mid-thigh. Yeah. And I wore fishnets a lot and, like, dark medallions and then mm-hmm. vampire fings. Mm-hmm. But only on Thursdays. <laughs> only on Your Thursdays. Thursdays when vampire Jeremy day. arrived at the stone <laughs> on Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, Chris Thursday. was waiting there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's Batson. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, so, wow. yeah, if we're, if we're talking goth, though, let's just, like, go a little bit bit further oh, yeah. grade 11 and 12 oh, oh yeah. that's a great okay that so haircut here is this is where I sort of kind of got into sort of having short hair like I'm not somebody who can pull off long hair it doesn't look good on me so I've got mm-hmm. a spiky collar yep. I got my finally like my box shaped like thick rim glasses which was a good choice for me before you had very thin like, but wire large glasses. Glasses. Yeah. yeah so I've got my my spiky collar uh my black hair and that is a mesh sleeve top yep and I wore it <laughs> Three times a week, easily. Like, I loved it so much. I got it at Hot Topic. My mom took me down to Bellis Fair, uh, yeah. which is in Washington, if you're curious, listener. <laughs> Can you say that again? Washington. Washington, all right. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I got several pairs of, like, fat pants, mm-hmm. like, with, like, oh a flame, like a flame that. fabric oh, in the yeah. side, um, or, like, just nylon pants that you could just zip off and turn them into jorts, basically. <laughs> or short. I guess shorts, they're not jeans. But And then this one, this is, like, a fake corset I got at, at Hot Topic with, like, yeah, so I have that same hair. It's like the frontal, mul- the reverse mullet. Yeah, where it's long in the front and short I in the back. I just love that with the little wisps. But then, front. but then it was ruined by that lady from John and Kate Plus Eight. I believe her name is Kate. <laughs> she oh, really damn. wrecked the fr- the like reverse mullet for me, which is too bad. That's it's called a graduated bob, and that's what I get every time <laughs> I get my hair cut. It's called, <laughs> it's called hentai, and it's art. <laughs> I also had a raver phase where I wore like neon fat pants and lots of candy bracelets. Oh yeah. But again, like my mother, my sweet sweet mom, she like made them for me, and she had like Aww. an old blanket from the seventies that yep. was bright orange and fuzzy, and she sewed those into pants. I love how oh, our like Joanna's the best made me like capes, velvet capes and cloaks, and like just she wanted she was so ex- like she did not approve of the hair dyeing and the tattoos and stuff, but she did appreciate the fact that I wanted to dress up when I went to school, so she'd be all like, I'll make costumes for you. I'll make you a cloak. <laughs> yep. That's a nice thing. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, my mom also made me a cloak. I have it in the in the storage. It's nice that our, my mom is not a textile creator. She's a real. She's like a 1980s businesswoman. She's Murphy Brown. I thought for. <laughs> I legitimately thought like because when I first saw Murphy Brown, I'm like that's what my mom does because she wears you know shoulder pads and she's got that like yep. tight like poofy 80s hair. Yeah. Uh, and briefcase and business and I'm doing business and that's like I just assumed my mother did what Murphy Brown does because that was the one. <laughs> what piece did of Murphy Brown do? She was a newscaster. Oh okay. 
my mom was a telecommunications like manager or something. Same but thing. Same, basically the same yep. thing. Yeah, but to she a child. she couldn't sew, but she did take me to Hot Topic. Yeah. So thanks to our moms for encouraging our weirdness. So <laughs> yeah, it's look how we it, turned out. It, pretty good, <laughs> pretty good honestly. Thanks, mom. Like, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, we're fine. We're fine. We're totally fine. Anyway, so this, is, this is me in grade 11. Oh my goodness. Okay, so... How pale are you? I'm so pale. In your pale. skinny puppy t-shirt? Are you, are you wearing, like, cake powder makeup at yes. the time? You oh, really yeah. look like Dana Scully in this picture. You really look like your son. Oh, jeez. Like, or your son looks like you. Yeah. Like, he's around that... No, definitely younger. Yeah. Younger, but still... 12. Yeah. But still, like, the same facial features. You look beautiful. Like, this is a really cute picture. She's got really, really short hair, or it's pulled back? It's short, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a short, short. red headband, like, very pale makeup on your Mm -hmm. face. I don't know if that is, like, you made yourself paler. makeup, yeah. Right. And a skinny puppy t-shirt, which I believe, skinny puppy is Vancouver-based, if I'm not mistaken. I used to date uh, an industrial DJ. Hi, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only reason I know about that. Uh, I used to go bowling with skinny puppy. That's pretty fucking cool, Erin. (laughs) No big deal or anything. No big deal, but, like, Kevin Key was really into bowling, and I was friends (laughs) with his girlfriend, so I'd I'd go bowling with them. It was pretty great. That is really cool. (laughs) That is, like, major goth cred right there. Mm -hmm. Bowling cred. That was my first band. Is that you on the mic? That's me on the mic. Oh look at how God. precious. Look, like, look like at this. Fiona Apple looking. I'm so into it. I really liked Sarah McLaughlin. Oh my God. Time. No, this is a beautiful when she first photograph. Came out. Yeah. Also, I don't know who this is, but I would have followed him around like a sick puppy. So his, all, like a skinny puppy. <laughs> his brother's like a famous musician in um, the matinee. Have you heard the matinee? Mm. No. Oh, okay. I'm not up on the things. But yeah, just but... like a sweet teenage boy with long curly hair playing guitar. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, my his, true weakness as well. With his, with his uh, tank top and his little skinny muscly arms I'm like yeah. call me yeah. call me cutie pie I'm sure he's like a gross middle manager now or something no he actually works for like NASA or something now what? he's like space a space rocker he's a space he's a, rocker he's, he's a rocket great. scientist yeah I but like yeah. that you know what's up with him. That's really great. Yeah, but we're still friends. With yeah, in this picture, like Aaron's got her eyes closed, just in reverie, like in a silent reverie. If I'm you want to like, quote I'm Sarah McLaughlin, if you do, and I do. <laughs> Thank you. And just like yeah, long black dress. You spent with all medallions. your time waiting <laughs> for this. Well, this is like a first chance uh, to for a break that'd make you okay. Yeah, I was fumbling towards towards ecstasy. <laughs> Anyways, this is a little later. Oh my god! Oh, it just let's just let, let me just describe this image here. Okay, so we're looking at some Halloween decorations. There's a there's a pumpkin. It was a Halloween party. Yeah. There is a jack o' lantern that appears to have a cigarette in its mouth. There is <laughs> a there is a cross like a like a uh, like a grave, but it's covered in chains because that's really fucking that's cool. Really goth. Uh, and I say someone's dressed as a devil, and they're just dressed in black. You can't really see her, but then we've got. Is that you at the back there yeah. with, the sh- with the, like, tiny bangs? Yeah. Like, the halfway down your forehead bangs? Yeah, like, bangs. they're, like, just, like, Like, super dark hair. It looks like you've got, like, dreadfalls in or something. Like, That's like, a wig. N- okay, yeah. yeah. And you're wearing, like, an emerald green crushed velvet gown yeah. with, like, lots of strings was, hanging off of it, like... That's my, oh grad, my God. grad outfit. It's beautiful. And your, yeah, and your friend is definitely dressed as, like, that sort of candy goth, Ferrugia bulk, yep. the craft sort mm-hmm. of deal. Oh, oh my yeah. heart. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she's, like, she's, like, a sexy dead doll, I want to say, is her costume probably probably it's kind of like a yeah like a raggedy Anne. she's got something on her on her hair that's kind of like she had like corn braids or maybe like a maid's outfit no i kind of want to can i take a picture of this picture and then (laughs) put it on our like our recap just so just so that there is like some photo evidence here like what are they talking about? it's not going to be a great it won't be like a scan but you guys go you guys go ahead i'm just gonna yeah get some media for oh that's really amazing 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's I, so good. That's great. Oh, There's, this is my grad oh, photo. Yeah. So I'm in uh, like can a... Can I post this? Fantastic. Absolutely. And who's great. the guy? That's Peter Williams. He's a physiotherapist now on the Sunshine Coast. We played cello together in orchestra. Aww. And he's extremely cute. He's you very look attractive. absolutely beautiful. And that dress mm -hmm. I remember very well. Thank you. I've mm -hmm. kept, I still have it. Um, and I've worn it for many a Halloween as well. But it's like a dark, like blood red corset with black trim. And I have a beautiful black shawl. And I got my makeup done professionally and my hair. And I, I got him to wear a matching tie, which That's is great. very sweet. That's so great. Yeah. So That's hilarious. That was super gothy. And then I have the picture of us at the after party where we were on a boat. After the party. And the I put in party. my vampire fangs. <laughs> and I just went around, like, biting people. <laughs> she, this, whoever you're biting does not know. She's like, oh, I'm not sure if oh, I Oh, I love she's got the She's got the, uh, that super cool, like, 2001, 2002. She's got, like, a belly shirt on. Yeah. And she's got these super low-rise Britney Spears pants with, like, a huge huge fuck off belt like with yeah. a big old belt buckle you're like i can't wait to get a rash from that on my lower tummy you know i wondered how that <laughs> yeah but she looks pretty unimpressed <laughs> which she shouldn't because she's got a hot goth lady hanging off of her that's pretty fun. get with the program girl i got mm -hmm. to on that boat trip it was our post-grad boat trip so that you wouldn't drink because you were out dry on a boat. grad yeah it was dry grad dry grad Captive. but out on the ocean um so kind of wet yes but our law teacher <laughs> snuck cigars on and whiskey and there was a small inner <gasps> circle that he like shared whiskey and cigars with a few of us and it was I, I so what he's now retired and or dead oh no he's definitely retired <laughs> okay. i don't know if he's still with us but he's definitely retired and he mm -hmm. was amazing and taught me so many great things just about life and all that and like whiskey as a as a law teacher, this is something that I hope that they would teach in law in high school all the time. He taught us how it to was law in high school. It was an elective, okay. And he taught us how to use and navigate the residential tenancy board and oh, like wow. looking for your first apartment, yeah. all of your rights when being like searched by a cop or whatever, and your right to refusal, like all of those kinds of rights. And that's kind of practical and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And then um, there was one other thing which obviously I didn't retain. <laughs> but the, the apartment thing in the RTA, I've had to use that so many times with landlords and their rights and how, oh, yeah. you know, you can only enter a suite after blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's yeah. very good. Anyway, I diverged very But rapidly. a great teacher and clearly stuck with you. Yeah. And just a bit of a little shit, you know, just bringing that stuff on the dry grad crews. <laughs> Almost everyone at my dry grad was blasted. Like, mm -hmm. I can't imagine suffering through that sober. <laughs> I was, I was sober. <laughs> I was sober. Yeah. I, my band played with the dry crowd, which was kind of Fun. like, yeah, it was okay. And it's, then and then we went and and walked for hours and got really drunk, but that was okay. That's fun. Yeah. No, I, I remember dry grad because every time I go to the liquor store now and they're they're raising money to like support dry grad, mm -hmm. I'm like I'm giving you nothing. I hated dry grad. Yeah, oh. fuck all y'all. <laughs> Wet grad for everyone. Yay. Irresponsible choices. I don't know. It was a weird thing where it's like I don't I don't know what they do in other schools that aren't because I grew up on the Sunshine Coast, so it's right mm -hmm. by the ocean. So they took us on like a little boat, and we had like it was like a casino kind of boat. So we all right. played with like fake chips and had a fun time they kept us on the boat till five in the morning wow and then brought us back to school for breakfast and then you could like you cashed in all your chips to like auction on prizes and stuff like yep. that so that's how they kept you and were the teachers on board was that there like were a few was... chaperones and stuff like that God bless them right yeah what a and sacrifice so... with a bunch of teenagers till five in the morning on a mm -hmm. boat can you imagine so no, like thank you it was pretty <laughs> wholesome i know that people definitely snuck booze on and there oh, were yeah. definitely people were doing 
like hand stuff in the bathroom. <laughs> hand stuff. Hand so, like hand sanitizer? No, yeah. no. Yeah, like, they kind of need that. No, sure. like, like finger banging. Hand jobs? <laughs> anyway. But, oh uh, like, I just, I remember it being kind of a cool thing, sort of. But yeah, I that's still. Nice. I don't know, but what did they do? What did they do in Delta? Oh God, it was it was really similar, but it was like at the rec center, basically. Yeah. And they just it was, locked the doors. There was like the fake gambling, pretty much. Like the fake gambling. There was like karaoke, mm-hmm. um, which all things that I actually really don't like gambling. So, but like fake karaoke, real karaoke. I love karaoke, <laughs> but it was just so. Okay, I'm remembering something about it now, and I think I know why I'm bitter. Is because we had done like the fake gambling, we get the chips right, and then you do the silent auction. And I really wanted this white noise machine. Like, even then, I was so misophonic. Like, I hate this, like, background noises and stuff. I just wanted something to just be, like, over my whole life. And somebody else fucking won. And I was so angry because I was just, like, I kept going back and, like, bidding more and bidding more and fucking, like, Angela wanted or something. And Angela doesn't need a white Angela noise machine. Angela doesn't she need it. She loves the noise. She loves it. She just, like, wanted to win something. But I wanted that specific thing. So I'm going to kill her. <laughs> and take it from her. There's there's free white noise generators available on the internet now. Katie. There wasn't at the time though. This is the it's a principle. I know what I'm getting Katie for her birthday. <laughs> no, I mean I'm good. I got my I got my white noise machine. Okay. Now. I'm an adult. I can buy myself. <laughs> I just, yeah, I can buy a twelve dollar noise machine. <laughs> Aaron, yeah, drag uh, so can you tell us about your first band? Like, so this picture oh is so God. precious, and you look like such sweeties. Yeah, what, what were you called? I don't know if Aaron wants all of these pictures oh, on the I, I, internet. Just, uh, some of them are okay. I'll, uh, that okay. one's okay. I'll get your input before I post it. Yeah. So this is this is. I have a cassette tape. I'm gonna open it up. If, for listeners who've never seen or heard a cassette tape before, it kind of sounds like this. <laughs> Basically, it's a piece of magnetic tape that's wound <laughs> in a plastic casing and you place it into a machine that reads it. Oh, it's wow. It's magnets, guys. Magnets. magnets. How do so, they work? Fucking magnets. <laughs> and basically, like, we pr- we recorded this in our friend's basement. Um, we, on uh, a DAT tape. Oh, yeah. yeah. At, back in the day. And, oh, actually, no, this one was yeah, this one was dat tape. The previous one was on reel to reel. Wow! And wow. then we had it uh, sent to a cassette duplicating company, and uh, I had to like hand make all the like little inserts uh, with my desktop publishing oh, program and put my them on God. my printer. This was what year? The lyrics. Nineteen ninety six. Can I read out the titles <laughs> of the songs? <laughs> Is that sure. Okay? Why not? We've got "Heard It All," "My Backyard," "Andromeda," uh, "As We Are." Ascension, breathe, and in touch. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Classics. Very Classics. classic. Casa del Sol. Casa del Sol. So I've never House really, of the Sun. I never really loved the name of the band. It kind of was named before I even joined it, which is fine. But basically, it was a bunch of dudes who all went to Unitarian Church together. Sure. Um, I met the drummer through my best friend because they were dating for a little while. And then it turns out I knew him as well through modeming, which I can talk about as well if you want. BBSs. And, yeah, on the BBSs on the check groups. And recorded so, July 1996. Yeah. So that's... At Abbey Lane Studios. Yeah, the, the, the fucking basement. The basement. <laughs> that's, this is absolutely dear and yeah. darling, yeah. and I love it. So I have nothing to play this on anymore. I can't yeah. play cassettes, but I have Damn. a copy of it. So nice. Yeah. Can't fold this correctly. So yeah, it was here. it was when we played. I mean, we were all underage, so we played a lot of like we played like Seelin Hall and um like. Did you do the Java joint out in Surrey? Ever? <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, oh I used to golf dance at the Java oh, joint when I was fifteen. No. 
What if yeah. you guys crossed paths? Oh, wouldn't that... Well, I don't think... You, you trans- would have been of legal age by the time that I was partying at the Java Joint, so I hope mm-hmm. at that point you were not wasting your time mm-hmm, with, I like, think. no alcohol and, like, a <laughs> shitty fog machine. Yeah, and- it would have been, like, 96-ish, so... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's great. Yeah, it, uh, it was a good experience. I think we kind of sucked, but, you know, that's where I met Gord. Gord became our bassist, mm-hmm. and I still play music with him. Yep. <laughs> so he is now the newest recruit in the Creaking Planks yeah. as well. He's joined us for that. Yep. So That's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, just, like, practiced in a, a basement in Coquitlam, in Kit's basement, <laughs> and uh, played a lot of really bad shows. But, you know, oh, Surrey rec centers, like, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, just we did the rec center circuit. But, you know what, it was a good experience because, you know, you have to learn somewhere, and you oh, have you to be exposed to all kinds of audiences. Mm-hmm. And teenagers are the worst. So if you can get through Basically that, the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I definitely was in. I'm doing air quotes bands in high oh, school, yeah? like in junior high and stuff. But I never. That's like when I started playing bass. Uh, was basically with people that I went to youth group with. Mm-hmm. So it was like sort of a tacitly Christian band, but we didn't really care about that <laughs> part of things. And uh, yeah, no, it was never good. We never recorded anything, but we would like draw designs of our logos and stuff. I think oh, yeah. recall one of the bands had Bex and Jasta in it. Jasta oh, cool. might at some point be a guest on the cast, but we don't know. Can't 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 you say can't for look sure. Into the future. No, but uh, yeah, no. Our band was our fake band was called uh, Los Nitos. Oh, another Spanish inspired <laughs> yeah, name. So Interesting. Post Spanish, like we don't speak it at all. But uh, yeah, no, it was like, we really just basically jammed out on Nirvana covers in Bex's nice. attic and nice. drew all over the walls and had to, you know, shout down to her mother like, "We're not burning any drugs up here. It's just paper. <laughs> you know, we're just burning paper." It was it was drugs though. It was drugs. Of course, it was. It drugs. was drugs the whole time. <laughs> we would steal uh, we would steal uh, roaches from her dad's workshop. Oh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So you just kind of like leave them and it would be very easy to like collect them up and then try to roll them into a crappy joint. Ew. And we're like, we're so bad. We were like 14. I was like, give us a break. <laughs> I was never in any bands in high school. I, was, I can't believe that. I was you were in, in band. I was in band. Oh, okay. See, so, I was never in band. Mm-hmm. I was in bands. Yes. <laughs> so I was a band geek. I played the flute. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. You must have had a great time when American Pie came out. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of... A lot of band camp jokes. A lot of band camp jokes. And I was I went to band camp regularly, but I played the cello at that it's point. Like, have finally. you seen a flute? It's not good for that purpose. That little <laughs> that little A flat key kinda comes out this way though. Oh god. Say. That's not How would you clean it? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fine. Oh god. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um but yeah, I was definitely in yeah, band. All the way up until grade twelve. It was very uncool. Like, at our high school, the drama kids were super cool, but the band kids were still really not cool. Oh, my God. I wish that was true at my school. <laughs> yeah. And and we played just a lot of shows. And I got into playing cello and then started in grade 12 once we had... The grads got to have the upper hallway at the school. And that was, like, our territory. Wow. And all the grade 12 classes were on the... So it's like they were kind of segregated from the rest of the school a little bit. As it should be. Yeah. You I, kind I'm of pro-segregation. Rule the school a little bit. <laughs> Age segregation. <laughs> Yeah, only age secretary and everything else. Um, but then I started taking, because we had this like little lounge at the back um, with couches and stuff like that, and I started bringing my cello to school and just like playing cello in the hallway. Oh, nice. And then my one friend like brought his acoustic guitar, and we would jam sometimes, and we were like, oh, we're going to play together at this or that, and it never, never happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was never... My first band was once I got into first year university, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to jam, didn't know how to do anything other than read sheet music. 
and it took me a long time to overcome that like classical training. Yeah, sometimes I think like having a classical background, like actually learning how to play and being like wedded to sheet music is actually, you know, it's counter to the the playing with other people mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you can be a really accomplished musician, but you know, when it's time to play with other people and improvise and understand like how songs are structured, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I would okay, so one time we're sitting around in the dorm room with Bob and Mark and a mm-hmm. bunch of other people and we're playing like Bob Dylan songs and Radiohead songs, like just with only a few chords, right? Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there with a sheet of staff paper and I would just like <laughs> hastily write out something. Yeah. And then I would show the paper and maybe I think this is mostly my friend Josh, like I would show that to him, I'd be like, Is this a good solo? He's like, oh. I don't know how to read sheet music. <laughs> He's like, Why don't you just play? And I was like, Well I'll play what this is. So I'd play it and it's like it sounded good mm-hmm. and then they'd be like oh let's keep the you know let's keep this solo going keep going Chris and I was like but I ran out of sheet music like it was so <laughs> hindering and I basically just had to be like I have to learn how to extricate myself from the sheet music shit. I have a hard time believing that even though I knew you then. Mm-hmm. Kind of, well kind of, I think I, that's the year I met you probably. Something like that. Like your first year because I met you when I was 18. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I just, I've always just thought of you as a very, very competent improviser. Yeah, so. no, it's definitely something, a skill that I learned just through practice mm-hmm. and through playing with other people. So, like, being in bands is really awesome, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of jealous that you guys did it in, like, high school. It's kind of cool. But. We were terrible. <laughs> we were really awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this is making me think about, like, just how earnestly you do music when you're a teenager like even if you're no if you're bad it doesn't matter because you're like you take it so seriously like mm-hmm. it's so like this is my identity now and that's how I felt like, I don't want to speak for anybody else but I remember like being very bad at it but still like so into music like mm-hmm. like so like this is so important like I want to do like the, the um, my high school you were talking about age segregation just now and uh, I know it's changed but before, while I was in high school they still had a separation between junior high and senior high so it was mm-hmm. 8, 9, 10 yep. and then you had 11, 12 yep. and so Same everybody fed into North Delta Senior Secondary, which yep. just had grade 11, 12, and there was 1,200 kids, so it was a big wow. school with two grades. Oh, my God. Uh, and I loved it, and there was a really, really good drama program and a really, really good music program, and the music composition uh, program. What? Did you not know? Oh, I've not talked about this before. They have band, but they also have music comp. Music wow. comp 11 and 12, and you would just, like, you would make your own songs, and you would <gasps> perform them at a music comp- composition showcase. Whoa. And here's the thing, like, my high school boyfriend, who I had a crush on for, like, two years before we started dating, because he was older than me and didn't want to be a huge creep, um, <laughs> just like a medium creep. Uh, he played bass uh, and had like super long hair, and I was like all about that, right? And so I would go to the showcase performances and be like, <sighs> oh, like so dreamy. Look at him playing that cool '80s headless bass. Like what a cool dude. Oh, <laughs> but it would be like there was my friend Brian, who I don't. We're not super close now, but he's still like really, really heavily involved in the. Um, in like the heavy metal scene in Vancouver so he's like really still got the long hair still got the big vest a lot of leather things and whatnot and you know uh, as you do when you're a metal vocalist but I remember him doing a song called The Quest for the Chest and they just let oh, him no. sing the song about how much he wanted to touch boobs this is in high school like, I'm on a quest for the chest no I want D&D. it <laughs> I think maybe that's how he sold it to the teacher, but I also think that the teacher didn't care. And I do remember one girl, like, the first time I went, oh, I might be gay, or, like, not straight, was, like, a girl doing the song from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. It's called uh, If Love is a Red Dress, Then Hang Me in Rags. I don't know if you've heard it before, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, a really good plaintive tune, and this Mm -hmm. really gorgeous woman sang it when I was, like... 
trying to crush on this other guy, but I was like, huh, this is interesting to me. <laughs> so I was like, I want to be her friend slash girlfriend slash wife slash <laughs> I want to go into outer space with her where no one can bother us. Like <laughs> trying to figure that sort of sort of feeling out. Like, do I want to be her? Do I want to hang out with her and like mm-hmm. be her very special uh, bathroom hand stuff friend? <laughs> We all have to have one of those. Right? Yeah, you, absolutely. You have to have one of those. But that just that totally made me think of that, like that that sort of like being not good enough to participate in that kind of stuff, but just wanting to so bad and yeah, looking at it. And then, the but if I really truly look back, because there is recordings of this, like I have, I had a CD of like the two thousand uh, performance of like all of the music comp students. And I bet if I listened to it now, I'd be like, this is awful. Like, yeah. This is so bad. But I thought it was the best thing I'd ever heard. I'm like, these are the most talented people on earth. I wish I could be as cool as they are. But I'm like, they were just as awkward as I was. Just like slightly older. And yep. so they looked cool. Yep. So yeah, ND used to have a really, really good program. Don't know if they do anymore, mm. but it was pretty amazing at the wow. time. Yeah. That's our band class in Gibson's was really just like before school so you'd get to school at 7 a.m. to do band practice yeah that's why I wasn't in band (laughs) yeah and that was kind of it and then yeah you'd play at the remembrance day assembly yeah and that was about like there was nothing really cool about band but I thought it was so cool like as a younger kid I was like I can't wait till I'm in like high school band because they play like John Williams songs like we'd play like the theme from Jurassic Park <laughs> yeah, that one. I always wanted to, and then we finally did, and it was so cool. Like, and you'd go on the road. That's the cool thing about band is yeah. that you actually got to go on like tours and like you know, yeah, there's Disneyland and things. I don't know where you ended up. But we went to Toronto, Toronto, yeah, <laughs> uh, and played at like competitions all yeah. over BC That's and kind stuff of amazing. like that. And I was in choir as well. But like mm-hmm. in the Sunshine Coast, they also had like community orchestra and community choir that would do their own thing. So that was the community choir was all of the school districts together. Mm-hmm. So it was like all of the three major sort of towns on the Sunshine Coast would meet in the middle one <laughs> and have choir. And that was really beautiful. And then the band, we had like a youth band and then there was like the symphony, um, wow. which was very intergenerational. So I got to be in all of that stuff. And I thought that cool. that was the epitome of cool. And again, like those bands practice like first thing Saturday morning. So like I didn't go out on Friday night. I would stay home and watch Buffy and then go to orchestra. Aww. Like it was a very <laughs> sweet, wholesome existence. And it's like music... Mm-hmm. really helped with that mm-hmm. whereas like a lot of people I knew in high school were driving around in trucks shooting guns and like Oof, huffing gas side of it. basically yeah. Oofed. Yeah. lots of gas huffing Oofed. yeah no thank you and like lots of pot because it's the sunshine coast but it was like there was a lot of hard gross shit going on and Yikes. lots of drinking and driving and lots of bush parties yeah. and Yikes. I just never did that because I had my vampire LARPing my <laughs> you my, had everything you needed my one best friend <laughs> and like a little group of people mm-hmm. and yeah lots of books and the internet and my friends that lived in Victoria that we would LARP together online and like I've got I've got a bit of a question and it's just sort of like it's directed to both of you uh, and I'll also chime in with my own experience is the you've talked about like how you did kind of like weirdo stuff but it was all very like sweet and wholesome and like you know (laughs) like the worst thing you ever did was like get a, a, a glass of wine or whatever you know like it was pretty pretty sweet and I don't know that that was very much my own experience too that I uh like, Besides stealing roaches from dad. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, like, that was, that was, nobody really noticed that part. Like, it was, and that was honestly very early in my adolescence, and I kind of, like, kicked into a bit of a goody two-shoes mm. after that, because, like, when I was 12 or 13, I started going to church. Uh, what? Huh? Huh? Did 
Is this news to you? You didn't know about this? started going to church? My parents are not religious. They're okay. very agnostic slash atheistic. And I mean, so am I now. But when I was 12, I had zero friends. I was very, very lonely. Well, I had one friend. And that was Bex. And Bex took me to church group, like youth group. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to be nice to you at church group, youth group. And uh, I was like, this is great. Nobody's telling me to kill myself constantly. <laughs> what an improvement. Oh so uh, wow. so that was like something that actually really made me, I don't want to say like a moral person because I have my own moral compass and yeah. stuff, but it, it definitely kept me out of trouble until I was like 15 or 16. Wow. I want to say like I went to Bible camp. I went to Bible camp with Holy one of the chicks crap. who's on Lost, that show Lost. What? Evangeline Lilly. Oh she was God. like the kitchen lady. She like oversaw the kitchen at the camp and she was not nice. And whoa, so whoa. I did not watch her show. You heard it here very, first, folks. She's a not nice lady. <laughs> I don't know if she's nice now, but she was not nice when she was 20. So who is? But no, no, no. I was very, I was very like well behaved. I didn't like, it's not like I never drank or never smoked pot as a teen. I just didn't do a lot of it. Like I never got into trouble. My parents never had to worry about me. I had an 1130 curfew. And if I wanted to stay out, I could just call them on a pay phone because I didn't have a cell phone. They're like, I'm just having fun and we're out in Surrey. Can I stay out till 1230? And they'd be like, sure, you're a good kid. It's fine. Wow. So I just didn't get into trouble. Um, and I don't know, like, what was your experience like with that? Did, were you a bad kid? I was a really bad kid. Oh, tell me about how you were a bad kid. Well, I, but I was, I was an only child. So I think maybe that sort of magnified how, how bad I felt because maybe I wasn't. But just like, you know, when you're... Nobody was there to take the heat off of you. Exactly. I was the focus of attention. And I don't know, I was I was a bit of a rebel, I guess. Mm. And yeah, I got into drugs and <gasps> all sorts of stuff. <laughs> all sorts of bad stuff. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin, I know, right? She's no, a real like, gateway drug, <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. I think the big thing for me was that I, I wanted to be... I always wanted to be older than I was. Mm-hmm. I was so done with junior high school the minute I started it. Oh, yeah. So, my escape was to like date older guys, like guys in high school, or sometimes even older, like yeah. who'd already graduated. Gross. <laughs> yeah, so gross. But like I would be like, oh, I'm gonna go stay at my friend Laura's house I'm this so weekend, and I didn't mention that Laura lived with my boyfriend. <laughs> and then like we're just hanging out the whole time, and yeah, lots of drugs, lots of acid. Like that was kind of my thing because you know it's the early just 90s. Acid. Just it's lots just, of acid. It's my thing. It's, it's just kind of my thing. thing. It was fine. It was fine. And you know, it didn't last that long. Like, I got over it pretty quick, and then I was just like, okay, I'm done with this once I hit uh, university. But I think I, you know, I gave my mom a few gray hairs because she was worried about me. I remember one time <laughs> when I was, and this was no fault of my own, but it's probably 14 or 15. Was it maybe a little fault of I your mean, own? No, 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 not at all, not at okay, all. Okay, good. So uh, we were driving. So friends of mine, they came by Motomer, so they picked me up, and we were going to go meet this Motomer in Maple Ridge. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. Oh, Motomer. Motomer. I thought so, you were saying Mortimer. Me too. <laughs> I'm so, like, is that like a word for nerd or something? Yeah. Like Poindexter? <laughs> Finish the story, and then maybe you can tell us about what Motoming is. Sure. So we, so we arranged to meet this person in Maple Ridge and he gave us his address and he he had said like 124A but we ended up going down 124B you know how it is out there um, and so we go down to the end of the block and we go oh shoot this is the wrong street so we turn around and as we're coming back there's this guy standing like big biker dude standing in the middle of the road with a shotgun <gasps> oh my god so we slow down we're like what is going on and he comes up to the driver and he's like Quit calling. You can't have my dog. You're not taking the dog. And we're like, we don't know what you're doing. We were like 16, 15, you know, just like oh a, my God. a bunch of nerds. And he's like, I know you've been calling and you're not getting the dog. 
And, like, this guy was just, like, livid. And there was another guy on the street, too. And so we're like, oh, my God, we just, we don't know anything about this. And so the guy with the shotgun takes the driver's glasses, like the guy who's driving. My glasses! My glasses! <laughs> and crushes them. What? Is so it like a no. grown-up bully from high school? <laughs> Pretty much. And so now he he can't see. And oh. he's, and he's like, he panics. So he, like, steps on the Blurs gas. it. And the guy behind us is shooting <gasps> as we're driving away. Fuck Maple Ridge. Can I just say that right now? It's so scary. It was so, so freaky. So we we went straight to the like to the cops because we're like, we don't know what to A do. A man tried to shoot us. And like our driver can't drive this anymore because he has no glasses. So we have to get our parents to come and pick us up. Aww. And my mom was so mad. <laughs> like she was just so upset that she, she was like, mad. Yeah, she was mad. Like you know, you, how could you get yourself into this? Yeah, situation like it's all my fault. And like, and so from then I was like banned from driving with anybody. Like I couldn't get into a car Whoa, with any friends. That's so weird. That and seems a bit extreme. It was a bit extreme. So I totally broke. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> this is the best part. So I, she drove me out to the West End. For a sleepover at some Lodemer's house. It was like way older than me, but it was a girl, so it was fine, me and my friend. And we like immediately, as soon as she dropped us off, we like got in a car and drove to the liquor store and got a bottle of peach schnapps and we're drinking it. And <laughs> I was so drunk. And I was just gonna plan on drinking and then sleeping over. And the next morning she'd come and pick me up and it would be fine. But my mom, as soon as she got home, phoned the place and the roommate was there. And he's like, Oh yeah, no, they just they just drove out. Like he didn't say where. She's like she got in the car with somebody. She's dr- all right. I'm on my way. So she drove all the way back from Poco to the West End. Oh my god! And showed up, and I was like, Oh my god! Like when we got there, like your mom's coming. <laughs> like I am so wasted. So I'm like brushing my teeth. Like, oh pretending my god! Like, Wait, this is fine. This is fine. It's gonna be fine. So yeah, she oh. came and picked us up with my friend's mom in the car this time. So she was like, we were both in so much trouble. Oh my god! And I just remember being so drunk. And like when I'm drunk, I get really belligerent. I combative and I was just like you don't trust me you don't trust me (laughs) (laughs) and my friend was just like shut up (laughs) I don't try to sound like you don't trust me I don't do anything I'm not supposed why do you smell like a like a I was gonna say a slutty peach that's not what I meant but you know what I mean yeah pretty much a slutty peach yeah (laughs) basically okay so a motomer all right so I have what do I have here I have this book Okay. Of, um, like all sorts of important information. Like, is that um, a chaos star on the front page yeah, there? Yeah, you know, because oh, it's coming. Apart. It says chaos. It's okay, see, so that was my like, my high school boyfriend was obsessed with chaos stars. He wore a necklace with that. Around. I had a so, like, jacket with you that guys on it. Probably like we're internet friends at some <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that off. And so these are just like things. It's like a zine. Yeah. Like it's the, like, oh, the church of uh, that's Bob sub-genius. from the Subgenius yeah. Church. So yeah. all sorts of important things like passwords and mm-hmm. and like how to get onto certain websites and things but oh before, my god before this the, you know before the internet before we could like connect via the internet mm-hmm. we had to connect via telephone lines um so everybody would have a modem and you dial into like this central chat system bbs or d dial or whatever and you could have like maybe up to 10 people on at the same time it's like a party line but mm-hmm. all through typing so almost everybody i met from like 
age 14 to like 17 was online through mm-hmm. this. It was a, not really online, but it was yeah. like through this like little central hub. But because it was all localized, you could like meet up anytime. So we'd have like these regular meetups where we'd all meet. Oh, you're Hexlin. Oh, you're so and so. And we just and that's how I met um, so purely early so there's, nerd. There's like I love Laura, that. As you know, is that our friend? That's our friend Laura. So that's how we met. And then that was that Did was my she boyfriend have, at the time. She has like face paint on. I don't or know what she's doing. Hair? I think it's just her hair. Okay, it looked like a sort of Ziggy Stardust lightning. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. She has like an oversized man's blazer on and just like so much hair in her face. And like she's going to be so... so mad that I showed you this picture. Well, we won't post this one. No. Yeah. She looks, but it's amazing. She looks hot, Laura. You look hot. She's so I don't sweet. Know Laura. Anyway, so these are these are the people I met. And this is like, this became like my social community. Um, and so, I know all those people, they would refer to themselves as modemers. Modemers at the time, yeah. Or sure. mortimers. Mortimers, <laughs> we could go with that too. But yeah, that was that was like a lot of my youth was staying up really, really late and just chatting with boys online. All That's basically night. mine too, but it was a lot yeah. easier then because by then we had ICQ. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh-oh. Yeah, we didn't have ICQ. <laughs> Oh my god, cute ponytail voice talking to me. Tick it tack 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 more fully. That's my typing. We definitely like when I was in high school we still were on dial up and so mm-hmm. it was very much a like I had to wait till my mom went to bed so that the phone wouldn't ring or that she didn't yeah. need to use the phone. Yeah, because right? it tying up picks the phone, up the line. phone and all of a sudden it's like, Mom! <laughs> yeah, but yeah, all you would hear was the, the modem noise or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we had to, my mom and I had to come to an agreement of just like, she goes to bed pretty early anyway, so then I could chat after that. But yeah. it was like before eight o'clock or whatever, it was just like, you can't use the modem because we need to keep the phone line open in case of an emergency. <laughs> in case of an emergency. Because I'd, right. I'd just be on it for hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And absolutely. like late into the night and yeah. I, yeah, I was a big, we got it, we got the internet, we got like an internet connection in 1996, basically. Like we got a dial-up mm-hmm. connection and then like within a year or two, because my parents worked for the phone company, so we had oh, like early uh, early adopter yeah, technology. So we had like mine until nineteen ninety nine. We had either 2000? a DSL or a T one line. I can't remember exactly what wow. it was, but it was like a, it was like a tech testing thing, and it was T1. so fast. Like it would be not fast now, but it would be faster than dial up. Yeah, now. it was quite a bit faster than dial up. Like I, I could use Napster and get a song in like five minutes Napster. instead. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so we had like pretty advanced stuff, and that was really exciting for me. But I definitely remember my parents being like, "You're on that way too much. Mm-hmm. It is super unhealthy for you." And it might have been like three or four hours a day, which is a lot, but it's not that much because I'm on the internet way more than that now. Yeah, so were they. If we're being fair here, <laughs> my dad, Facebooks and Twitters more than anybody else I know, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's great. We love John. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I can remember like, cause we had the big old box, like the huge CRT monitor, like the big, uh, like case and the, it was in a computer room, right? Like you don't have it in your own private space. It's in like a loft where everybody can see you from the back and like, you better not be looking at pornography or whatever. <laughs> well, I had my computer in my room, which yeah. is really that's nice. That's pretty cool. Cause Me mine too. was, mine was very much in a central location. Yeah. So I would, I would often stay up like all night until the next morning and wow. then I'd make plans and my friends would come pick me up for breakfast and <laughs> we'd go to White Spot for breakfast oh, and then I so would cool. go to high school for the day having wow. not slept at all the night before. That's but it was totally fine because you were so young cute. and you can just do that, right? can't even imagine. We're like <laughs> thinking about adult chaperones at Drag Red, like 5 a.m. with teenagers. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Yeah, no, I could not stay up that late. Now I would literally die, I think. I, like, I would feel like military torture. Mm-hmm. 
if I had to stay up that late. But mm-hmm. no thanks. I don't know if the internet was still that interesting to me. Well, that's the thing. Which is at the time it, no, it totally was. was right? Like was fan amazing. fiction? Are you kidding me? Like all this stuff that's so accessible now? Holy crap! Yeah. I can look up like a really cool Red Hot Chili Peppers fan page whenever <laughs> I want. What are the lyrics? to <laughs> Suck my kiss. <laughs> I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers in 1991, and I was so excited. Oh, it was so exciting. It was at the Peony Coliseum. You would have been, what, 16, 15? 15? 15. And I was, like, right up front uh, for the the opening back. Oh, and then, and then a mosh pit started, and I because I'm very petite. uh, All of a sudden, like I was like, I am going to get trampled and suffocated. So like a a like big beefy security guard dude reached over the barrier, picked me up, and pulled me out, and said, "You're not going back in there." I have an almost identical (laughs) story to that actually, and it was um, I don't know if I if I talked about this on the podcast before because I I feel like I, I remember saying like, "Sorry, mom and dad, that I lied to you." about this thing, oh. but I might have just talked to them about it because I told them that I was going to Somersault, which was in 2000, so I was 15, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like this big Canadian music fest. Like, after Edgefest kind of stopped being a thing, they tried to bring this in for one year, and it just didn't take off. Uh, and I went by myself, and I went to, like, meet people that I knew from the internet that were probably a lot older than me mm-hmm. and stuff, like, stuff you're not supposed to do. Nope. Like, I'm going with my friends, I'm going with these friends or whatever, mm-hmm. but I went totally by myself. And during, because I was a huge Foo Fighters fan at the time, like I had my like, uh, the color in the shape, no, it's the one that comes after color in the shape, came with like an F Foo Fighters fake tattoo. And I like just put it on my chest or something. Like I just stuck it on my chest and was like wearing my guitar pick necklace and my like big cargo pants, whatever. Like, I'm so cool. So I went to this thing by myself and during the Foo Fighters, I'm like up to the stage, like, uh, like two feet from this from the front and like a huge mosh pit breaks out and then it did that thing you know when a crowd like surges forward and then yeah. back yeah. and then a big space opens up and then it, it's immediately converging again when it moved back I fell like I fell down oh, no. on the ground and then everything just surged over top of me so Ooh, I was like underneath a shitload of people were trampled oh yeah um, oh, and it sucks but I mean I'm not petite so that wasn't as big of a deal for me because I'm built like a brick shit house so I was <laughs> fine it was very frightening oh yeah uh, and this guy who was like this most hippie looking man I've ever seen in my life he had these big bug eyes and just a huge like tie-dyed shirt and long stringy hair he like I have to help her and like like pulled people off of me and like helped me get up and pushed me over the barricade and I like turned back and looked him in the eyes and was like (gasps) you know like reaching out like and then and then like a few months later I ran into the same guy at the rock shop on Granville I'm like (laughs) you saved my life (laughs) so I totally had like a cool experience with that but then I was like well not gonna do that again not gonna go to a concert by myself at age 15 and Mm. it's not worth it for trouble charger and some 41 (laughs) and the death Oh, Our Lady Peace. Just listing the whole group. <laughs> every every Canadian band was at the thing because there's yep. only so many. They can all just fill a fest lineup together. Yeah, there's only so many. What is that uh, little piece of paper that you have? Some poems? No, this is 1993. I think every every year I kind of did like a summation of my life thus far. Oh, I don't know why. I didn't. I wasn't a journaler. I didn't really keep journals or anything like that. But for some reason, I have a whole series of these where I was like, just like a note to my future self. What Aww. I'm into now, you know, who I think I am, where I think I'm going. And I did like this, like, sight map. Are you going to cry? <laughs> I'm like, cry. I'm going to get it so sweet. It's really dorky. Oh, I love it. I like how you have political, and then coming off of that, you've just written Marx? Marx question question mark? mark? Do Marx? I even understand who Marx is? <laughs> Can I read the first tiny little bit? Where, it's just like, it's a thing that, it's a sentiment. So this is 93. So how old were you? Ah. Uh, 
15, 16. This would have been just just before grade 12. Yeah. yeah. So And 16. so, like, I relate to this even now, and, like, I'm sure that we all, where it's just, like, well, it's certainly been a long time. And change, the only constant phenomenon has taken its toll on my life. <laughs> I'd like to think everything has changed, but I know that I'm still the same person inside. I suppose... I suppose it is my outer character and social environment that has changed so drastically. How insightful. <laughs> That's very insightful. True that. True that. Dude. Yeah. I think it's so sweet. And so then she just oh maps out God. a bunch of stuff that she's interested in. And You're mo- you got modeming in there yeah, and all the cool people that you know from uh, modeming. Yep. Um, acting group. Ooh, Riot Girls. I like it. Very fun. Uh, literature. Magic books with a K. We got uh, Psychonaut, yeah, Alistair Crowley, very cool. Oh, oh, that's cool. You got your favorite literature novels. You got Neuromancer, some William Gibson there, <laughs> 1984, the Hitchhiker series. This is like so perfectly. Yeah. This is like the best time capsule I've ever seen. This is really cool. I'm, is, I'm, I'm happy so for glad your... you brought this. And I have no idea why I kept. Like it's weird when I go through my. I have a tiny little box of things that I've kept that for whatever reason were important to me. Okay, so you remember earlier when I was like, I dated an industrial DJ. He's still a very good friend. Sure. He definitely had a tattoo that said Ex Nihilo. Oh, wow. Nihilo feet. And this was like my band that I wanted to put together. Yeah, he has a tattoo on like... his back that says that on it, pretty wow. much. Whoa. Whoa. That's, this is amazing. Like, the overlap is so great. And I like politi- communism for economic stability, personal government for all other matters. This is all great. Like, <laughs> you're, so I love your printing. No, this is like... <laughs> This is like the most sort of self-aware teenage thing I've seen mm-hmm. in a really long time. You're like, I know I might be a little bit bashful about this later, but I'm going to put it down anyway. <laughs> yes. Just it feels important. Yeah, I think that's And really I don't wonderful. think that that's at all like up your own ass. Like, I think it's really, <laughs> you have to do something. Like, you have to write. You have to like remind yourself of what you were at a certain time because otherwise you won't see how far you've come. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and I, I think, think I wanted so to impress my future self. Like, these are the, th- I'm these are the things. I'm super impressed by that. That I'm like, I think you're going to, you're going to like that I actually appreciate. I'm sure there were all sorts of other things going on oh, that yeah. I did not put on here. <laughs> no, it's great. Like, I, 93 is sort of one of the years, like, that I have, like, most of my memories from, like, because I was hmm. seven or eight by then. So it's, like, the stuff that happened in 93, like, that you're bringing up here is, like, oh, like, oh okay, I kind of remember the stuff. <laughs> I, like, I'm, no, I'm making myself sound like, I'm a baby, but <laughs> but I don't really have a lot of memories from before that. So mm-hmm. it's, like, that was a good year for it music. Was a really good, good year. Good year for The Simpsons. Good year for all that stuff that I really liked. Absolutely. Totally. Good year for The Simpsons. It's like, that's all I cared about at the time, so. I found some old journals, and I f- think that they were from high school or maybe, like, first year... And it was just really sappy about people oh, that yeah. I liked, you know, like crushes. I got plenty of those too. I think I burned most of that. I I definitely burned a lot of it, and I'm kind of like, it's fine that I don't have them anymore, because yeah. I definitely still remember those feelings, but don't need to revisit it in such crushing detail. Yeah. And I remember reading them and just feeling like sick to my stomach reading that. Like oh, I felt that way yeah. about this person who is like wasted so much of my time. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, yeah. I wasted so much of my time thinking about this or whatever. But like, we all went through that. Yeah, I know. I guess it. Somebody. I guess it shaped us to who we are. But yeah. like, I don't feel like I need to remember it in that crystal clear detail <laughs> no. in my own writing. <laughs> I uh, so again, I just I only have my my childhood website to like use as a reference here. I didn't bring I any journals. I love that anything. you have a website. But I did oh, art. Wow. This is that's that's a drawing of <gasps> Davy Havoc from AFI. Uh, an eye, because it's just like, I'll draw an eye. Of it's course. fine. Oh, uh, another sweet. eye, an eye of Horace. Yeah, um, there's probably nice. a poem going around. I think it's like lyrics to a Nine Inch Nails song, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> right. And if you really zoom in, there's like, oh, oh no, there's, there's a person in there. in there. They look oh, so tortured. Trapped. Oh, they're God. so trapped. What does it say? Uh, 
all-seeing, all-knowing, all-encompassing, watching, always watching, never trust the ramblings of a psychopath. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I watched as you fell. And I laughed. You are worthless expendable. I don't need you. Oh, my God. I was Ooh. dark. Where are you going? Come back. Please don't leave me alone with myself. Holy shit. Wow. I didn't actually act like that. I wasn't really dark, but I wanted to be dark. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm a sweetie. And I always have been. <laughs> and so, like, no matter how hardcore I've ever tried to be, like, oh, we got, like, anime oh, angel beautiful. protecting the earth and, like, a lotus flower for the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sorry, wait, don't vagina. you have a? Uh, you don't have a lotus flower there, <laughs> like Ex Machina or whatever that was from, probably like wow. Ghost in the Shell. There's David Bowie. Oh, that's it's not a very good drawing, but uh, these are great. This is like my the first thing I ever colored in Photoshop, Yee. and then see, like I was obsessed with David Bowie from the start. I, I yeah. can see that. Oh, so our last episode, in that one. yeah, <laughs> our last episode was like all me crying about David Bowie. Oh. So good times, good fun. Yeah, I I feel you on the like wanting to be dark but not, where it was like I'm also like an only child living in a small town. Yeah. I've got it really good. You know, I had some like darkness in my family a little bit just with like family drama and addiction sure. issues and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like where I was living at the time, I just felt really, really dark in grade nine. We moved to a new house that I didn't really like very much. And mm. I was just like really sad. And I would go out into the woods and listen to Apocalyptica and just like stomp around. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, I read a thing lately that was just about... <laughs> Sorry, can I sing her please mind Please go ahead. Here. I'll follow up later. <laughs> I, uh, I read a thing about, like, teenage girls' brains and, like, teenagers' brains in general, where yeah. it's just, like, the emotions get really heightened, and yeah. because your frontal cortex hasn't developed properly, you can't really process those feelings as much. Yeah. So it's, like, I think that you just have to have, like, an outlet to get that kind of dark Absolutely. feelings out and learn how to manage that, and even though... Like, yeah, I definitely had it really good, but I'm like, I'm still mad and angry and I don't know why. So then I got into the vampire stuff and like witch stuff to kind of channel, channel that, it. Yep, I think. For sure. Was that similar to what you were? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. It's kind of weird because like I didn't really have anyone who was influencing me, but it was probably a particular band. I, I probably saw something on Much Music and I was like, whatever that is, that Robert Smith, I'm going to be like him. Yeah. Shakespeare's sister. Oh my God. I'm like so into that. <laughs> show me, show me, show me how you do that trick, Robert Smith. <laughs> what do you think? Guys? Should we take a short break? Yeah. What What did you just go? Oh, Maybe we well, should I wait. will get back into oh, that okay. when we come oh, back. I got to pee right now. <laughs> it's bad, but it's great. Bad. Okay. So, okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> So we're back. We took a little break. We've turned off the lights it's, and made I it a like little bit more. I like this ambiance. Mm-hmm. It's good. I honestly, yeah, this is, I feel like I can just be, expose myself even more. Did I read from the book? <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, so we're, we're going to sort of have a seance and Katie's got some teen poetry to read. I was going to, oh, I was going to. that's gonna, why you've got teen poetry. Yeah, that's, that was my, why my face looked so insane <laughs> for like, a part of the, because I, I I've just found it, because I did not look at the website before I came here today, except for like, look at my photos. I'm like, ha, so funny. I did not realize that I still had teenage writing on there so I have like high school writing assignments <laughs> that I've uploaded uh, and like photos from like the first time I went to Pride and all this kind of stuff it's just so yeah. okay so this one so I'm gonna we were gonna say that Katie's gonna read this poetry and I'm not gonna read it before I read it yeah so she's wow, just looking cool at it reading. yeah we're gonna see what happens and she said she picked the one with the best worst yeah, title yeah and it doesn't have a title it just says okay so I had these three options one was a series I did for school that doesn't that's not descriptive 
who cares? The next one is called Red Light. And then I wrote something that just says, bizarre foray into rhyming, comma, kind of sexual. Okay, that's the one. That's the that's one. The that's the one. Uh, so it's probably going to be me taking myself entirely too seriously. <laughs> and again, a lot of this had to do with the fact that I was dating somebody who took themselves very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just kind of got on board with that. So that's that's what we're doing. Uh, oh, okay, are we ready for this? <clears throat> so ready. <laughs> Candles burn deep through darkness, bringing forth flame, ethereal light, away from the buzz of fluorescent lamps, creates new dimensions to a once plain sight. A still form lies, draped in red velvet, the fires glow dancing across her porcelain face. Of course it's fucking porcelain. What else is it going to be? Alabaster? (laughs) She sleeps, a smile playing on her lips, breathing in a beautiful rhythm, inhaling grace. Candle wax drips down, slow and languid, a sensual spill, so hot as it pools onto her soft white skin, she stirs. Oh yeah, I used to play with candle the wax The liquid all the time. now solid, it cracks as it cools. Finally awake, aware of the sweet torture, she draws a quick breath in shock and surprise, a realization that melts into pleasure, and nothing but love can be read in her eyes. Ooh! Oh, I was a real oh horny goth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just the little forays into like like baby BDSM, a little yeah, hot wax. Like, oh like, my god! Just little, just, yeah. I used to definitely like dip, like pour hot wax on me and like dip my fingers into hot wax. Oh all god! The time, and it was and like, just like listening to fucking Nine Inch Nails all the time, like slave screams. <laughs> I'm Trent Reznor. Put stuff in my butt. <laughs> That's that's a real lyric, guys. That's a real <laughs> lyric. I write I write all of the lyrics for Nine Inch Nails socks. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> I have found you can find happiness in putting stuff in your butt. Jesus. So, so yeah. When I, when, that was so incredible. God, I'm sweating. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm turned on or just horrified. <laughs> call me, call him B. Anyway, please. I just I love how like when we were that young, we didn't really. I mean, we were experiencing sex, but we had... We thought we, we invented it, though. We, and we like, we had this, this like, grand vision of what it was and what it could be and what desire was. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we we totally missed the mark <laughs> completely. <laughs> because it was something that was so taboo, like, up to a certain point. Like, you weren't even... It was the most exciting to... thing you could possibly even think about, yeah. let alone do. And yet, you were not permitted to do so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I did it a bunch. <laughs> Once I was seventeen, I was just like going crazy. Yeah, like, me too. But just one person, yeah. like yeah, I was and a me very, too. Yeah, very like controlled weirdo. Yeah, yeah. I was very monogamous. Once I found the one, I was like, man, that's it, just you and me. Oh, hump you for however many years this is going to go on for, and then, and then just uh, <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> this is Tarzan swing away. <laughs> on to the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. I dated somebody for a bit in grade eight. Grade uh, eight. Yeah. And he was in grade seven, so we were in like different schools, but we were in we were in choir together. Mrs. Robinson, wow! Just working out, trying to be a cougar. I know I'm going to be a cougar later on in life, so I was just starting to practice. But like we we would like French kiss, and that was it. And then in grade ten. Like, I saw someone for, like, three weeks while he was on a break from his girlfriend, and then they got back together. And then after that, I didn't date anybody. I had, like, no. some steamy, like, smooches with the fellow at raves and lots of cuddle parties and stuff oh, like raves. that. <laughs> um, but other than that, nothing until until university. Wow. So, yeah. But you went to university of... pretty young. like you Yeah, were... I was 17, yeah. so... <laughs> That's a good. That's a good age yeah. to do sex, honestly. Yeah. That's it for me. That's yeah. But, like, and I was very much in control of it, where I was like, I'm... At college, I'm living on my own. I'm gonna like 
there was a friend of mine that was also going to the same school, so I like approached him with like a business plan, basically like I would like to lose ah. my virginity. It's gonna <laughs> and, be and you're the one I've selected. Yeah, because and here are my terms and conditions. Yeah, basically, I made <laughs> wow. a really good mix CD. We like, oh, oh, I love fun. it. That but, was uh, beautiful. Yeah, but it was just like it was so perfunctory. That's like I didn't I really just have, have like, a lot you're of like. So you're so practical about this. Like you know what you want. You've got it all. Right. And, and Katie, what are you? I'm a Pisces. You're a Pisces. So I'm very romantical. Aww. Yeah, it was like, I actually, there's a bit of a funny background to this story. Because uh, I can tell you the exact date I lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. It was January 26th of 2002. <laughs> and that was, yeah, I'd been with my high school boyfriend for like seven months at the time. And we were very much like, yeah, we, we like, like rounded the bases at a very like orderly fashion. Mm-hmm. And we're but like, he was really patient with me and that kind of stuff. And so it was like. My parents knew that I would eventually have sex with this person. They were very aware of it. And I've talked about this with them recently. And they, uh, my mom thought that I brought it up to them. But it was actually my dad who was like, e- okay, so I had a kid when I was 18, is what my dad's thought. Uh, and, he, well, I mean, he didn't. His, yeah, at the time, wife did. Uh, but he's like, I don't want that to happen to you. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're going to go talk to the doctor about getting on birth control and you're going to get on the birth control mm-hmm. pill. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, and so it was like a tacit acceptance that I would eventually do that. And yeah. they wanted me to be taken care of in that respect so that I wouldn't have to be like, you know, deal with abortion or adoption or whatever. Like, yeah. so I wouldn't get pregnant, basically. Uh, and that was, that made me feel weird. But it was also like I felt super loved at the same time where yeah. it was like they're acknowledging the fact that I'm getting older, that I'm like distancing myself from them as an individual and they're kind of okay with that. And that was really nice. But That's my awesome. dad was hands off about it. He just like directed that. And then my mom, who's very nosy, uh, she wanted to know like what I was getting up to and stuff. And so she would ask me questions and she still kind of does that sometimes, but um, not about my sex life. But, you know, she just wants to know what's happening. Yeah. And so I remember her... Uh, being really like wanting to know when it had happened so she was like trying to predict when it was going to because she thought I would tell her immediately <laughs> so she was like hmm is it gonna she did the same thing when I was getting gonna get my period like for like two years she's like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen wow. it's like she's casting like lunar cycle astrology <laughs> and that was and the, thing, the period thing was really funny because I hated it when she would say you're gonna get your period soon be like fuck you mom how am I gonna just not get it to spite you <laughs> So I didn't get it until I was almost 14 because I was just like, just holding on to it or something. <laughs> Can you do that? No. Right. <laughs> no, but I'd know. like to believe that it was pure contempt that uh, <laughs> kept me from like hitting that milestone mm-hmm. early. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so what actually happened when we had sex is my parent, my mom, my dad was like on a business trip and my mom was like, oh, I'm going to go to so-and-so's house for dinner tonight. It's really snowy though. So I'm going to like call you before I get home. I'm like, good. I'll know when she's coming back. <laughs> She's going to be out for a while. So I'm like, hey, baby, come over. And it's like, okay, we're going to have sex tonight. And he was like, yes. (laughs) So we just had sex in my bed. And it was very nice. Like, it didn't hurt. It was nice. It was very pleasant, very pleasurable, a lot of fun. And then we made pasta after and ate it. And that was what happened. And then the next week, my mom was like, so we're going away this weekend. Are you going to have sex for the first time this weekend? Like, Because I feel like it's going to happen. I'm like, I hate to tell you this, but it already happened. (laughs) Like, it happened last week. We were at, like, Dennis's house or whatever and she's like how how did I not see the change in you I'm like because nothing change changed in you nothing it's changed it's not a virginity isn't a thing mom no it was like it was like a wiener had already touched a bunch of times <laughs> went to a different place and that was all the change but it was like I had a very very nice experience with that so like I'm really grateful to my parents for never being weird about sex <laughs> now I don't have a lot of hang ups about it which is really That's great fantastic it's all you can ask for my yeah. mom uh, when she was working she was an obstetric obstetrics nursing instructor 
Oh, wow. So all my life I grew up with, you know, the diagrams of penises and vaginas all over the dining room table as she was, like, marking students' homework and stuff. So she was, like, super into explaining from a very, very young age what the mechanics of sex were, the biological purpose, yeah. everything. Like, to the point where I was like, I am closing my ears. La, la, la. I'm not hearing anything. Just leave this. me a copy of It's Perfectly Normal and get out. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about this. So, Yeah. But yeah, it was like for me too. Like I was I 16, 17-ish and I had been with my boyfriend for almost a year before wow. we had had sex and he was very again very patient and very, you know, very sweet about it and mm-hmm. and it was just it wasn't a big deal. Like after yeah. I was done I was like, okay, I guess it, that's what I'm it just is. very happy that I don't feel like I I didn't feel like I I don't want to say wasted it, but it was like it was just nice. Like mm-hmm. it was just nice yeah, and it's like, so nice right. to start off nice yeah. instead of like <laughs> Oh, I want to take five showers and never do that again kind yeah, of situation, right. which doesn't... I've had that experience later, but at least <laughs> yeah. it wasn't the first time, right? The first time, one right? was a yeah. positive experience. First time was like, yeah. oh, okay, this is like this is like a baseline. Yeah. yeah. And it's always like respectful and nice. And anytime it's not... If in later life I was like, well, fuck this, because mm-hmm. I don't deserve to be treated this way. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. good so if foundation. somebody who like now hates me could be so nice and tender with me, <laughs> then, you know... <laughs> Hmm. Must be some good there. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I went on the pill when I started seeing this guy very briefly in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, he wants to hook up. He was older. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't realize that he was on the rebound and was going to get back together with his girlfriend, oh, I guess. No. And he was just like, yeah, I want to fool around and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is so fun, but I'm going to be responsible. And my mom's also a nurse, right? Right, So it's like, okay, I'm going to go to the options, Mm -hmm. like Planned Parenthood. I'm going to get on the pill. So I told him, I'm like, hey, like, so I'm going on the pill and it'll take like a month to kind of work and get ready and he yeah. like did not want to wait at all I'm oh, like no. not very patient to be over yeah. <laughs> I want to put it in you right now <laughs> oh just a lot of 90s songs yeah, yeah. but so it. but that really bugged me because like yeah that's really horrible yeah so like we definitely like made out and like fooled around and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. but then it's like he was always being very pressury and then I was Ugh. just like okay, I don't really like this. And then, yeah, then he broke up with me and went back together with Mm -hmm. his other girlfriend, and I was just like, cool, that actually works for me just fine. Mm -hmm. I like that you liked yourself enough at that age to be like, I don't need this shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's the same as now. It's like if someone doesn't hear my... No. No, or like my opinions or whatever, then I'm just like, I'm going to double down (laughs) and be extra (laughs) stubborn. Yeah. So anyway, that's good stuff. Yeah. It's, it seems like we all had again like parents that not only enabled our like creative forays into like costume stuff and LARPing <laughs> and nerdy shit, but they were they cared enough like that yeah. they were worried yeah. about us. And oh stuff, yeah, yeah. You know? But then but also like respected that we were like becoming more autonomous and yep. becoming more grown up. Thing, that was weird. That was a bit. But of I mean, you yeah. did have a gun pointed at yeah, you, and so that we was can the forgive thing. your mom yep. a bit for that. That's usually not a thing that happens and, in Canada. Yeah, and she she relaxed on it after a little while. Mm-hmm. She's like, "All right, I, I guess I can't stop you from doing anything." So. Yeah. No guns. No guns. <laughs> Don't Next go anywhere. Time you there's see guns. A gun. Yeah, <laughs> run away. Um, <laughs> run away from the gun. So what is this? What is this uh, witch book that you? Oh have my god, this is so funny. This is like, um, like I mentioned, I was like really into witchcraft, and you know, just. I'm a Scorpio, so I'm, like, really into, like, mm. the dark arts and, like, Ooh. secret knowledge and stuff. I have stuff. a Scorpio rising, so I'm... Oh, there you go. <laughs> sensual goth <laughs> is the, uh, the technical term, I believe. Yep. And I honestly, I have not picked up this book since high school. I saw it on my bookshelf and went, I still have this? And I put it on my bookshelf for other people to see. And it's just, um, it tells you about the tools that you need, um, jewelry, 
like, the coven. Lots of silver. <laughs> so, like, how to set up an altar, how to find your people to, like, make a... Yeah, so... What does it say for what kind of jewelry should you be wearing? Well, silver is the metal of the goddess and the moon. Okay. And gold Hell is the yeah. metal of the horned god and the sun. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide, you know, where are you aligned? What kind of power are you trying to... Uh, what about <laughs> copper? Oh, I don't know how <laughs> copper's in here. Oh, my gosh. About the coven. The coven consists of 13 or fewer members whose harmonies work well together. Mm. Can we be a coven? <laughs> well, we be we're, a temporary coven? We're, we're a temporary coven. <laughs> yes. Podcast coven. I call the circle to order. All right, cool. The group is the guided solely by perfect love and perfect trust. Oh, there are that no from the craft. <laughs> this might be the script for the craft. That might just be the script. I might be reading the wrong book. There are no rules, obligations, bylaws, or guidelines other than this. The end. The end. <laughs> and at harm none, do as ye will. That's uh-huh. right. So yeah, that's nice. I had lots of books like these too, and I still have a few that were just like I got really into like botanical magic growing up in the woods. Oh, I'd be like, I'm course. gonna go through yeah. and like gather cedar boughs yep. and gather mushrooms and gather things mm-hmm. and like make tinctures and yep. tonics yeah, and I did all that too. herbal stuff. What I really the, love that. What was stuff? the name of the person, the woman who did like um, teen witch books? She had like a really funny name. I'm gonna look teen her up, like uh, Raven Way or something like that. Uh, Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe is the fake the fake protagonist or the of the uh, Harry Potter fan fiction mm. My Immortal. Which we've talked about a couple wow. times before on the podcast because it's just something. like the best thing. Somebody wrote like a hundred and twenty thousand page shitty fan fiction that Gosh. made Hogwarts a goth AU alternate mm. universe. Wow! This yeah. is how special. you clean your house. Oh yeah, also as a stuff. witch. Yeah. How Sage do you do brush. it? Just how? Yeah, get negative energy out. Yeah. Get bad vibes out. I should do that. Just get it out. Okay, the author's name is Silver Ravenwolf, so I was very (laughs) close. very close. Teen Witch, Wicca for a New Generation. (laughs) Oh, that's a good name. Silver Ravenwolf. Ooh, here we go. Suggested suggested procedure for repelling a psychic attack. Oh, this is important This feels like a D&D manual. Magic magic missile, magic missile. (laughs) When composing the appropriate words of power, it's important to be specific as possible. Your arrow has to hit the target. Your emotional atmosphere should be as calm as possible. No anger. Instead, use calm clarity. This is actually pretty good for just managing your emotions as a teenager. And I think that's what a lot of it was for me. I was going to ask you guys, what do you think? Because we were all like witchy kids uh, and gothy kids. Like, what is it about that that drew us? But listen to this. So it's like, concentrate on the words of power work, not on the person that sent the attack to you. Don't fear. Be confident in your deities and your relationship to them. Like, that mm-hmm. sounds like building self-confidence and self-mastery more than anything. And I think a lot of it myself. is about, yeah, mm-hmm. having personal power. When you're a teenager, especially mm-hmm. being a girl, you have yeah. no power. You have that's, no control. I think that's the crux of it, though, Erin. Yeah. Like, I really do, because I felt very... I was not a popular kid. Like I said, I was a total, like, loner loser till I was probably, mm-hmm. like, 14 or 15 like you could see the progression in those Mm -hmm. photos right where I went from sullen little shit to like hey it's me Katie it's fun times got red hair now lip piercing me wearing a McDonald's work shirt don't work there no big deal teen punk all star Um, so I I feel like before that, like, I used to just take out witch books from the library exclusively. Like, I want to know stuff about witchcraft. I want to, like, why did witches scare people so much in sure. history? Like, yep. what was it about them? It's, like, the unknown. It's, like, the, like, woman's power had to come from something other than, like, the established power structure. So it was mystical and mm-hmm. weird because it wasn't the world that men understood. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too much into, like, making it about gender because, like, anybody could be a witch. But I think growing up a teen girl, I think you really hit the nail mm-hmm. on the head. It's, like, that we feel very powerless. Mm-hmm. And the idea that we could harness, like, the Earth's energies <laughs> and just fuck up 
shit like yep. and yeah. just like or just strengthen ourselves and yeah. like have yeah. some like spiritual protection or whatever. I remember so much of like any like rituals that you would see it's like oh let's cast a love spell or let's cast a beauty spell where it would literally like the beauty spell would Glamour. be like no 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 like and I would have a book like this and literally it would be like look in the mirror and tell yourself I'm beautiful I'm beautiful and I'm like oh it's affirmations yeah for sure like but it's just disguised in sort of or it's like got the language of like I'm casting a spell like, right now it's a little bit yeah. mystical yeah. it's like yeah. something else that like oh, I'm calling this other power instead it's just the powers within you all along yeah. but like even in your earth magic book I was just looking through there's a few more like how to do like guided meditations and like grounding mm-hmm. exercises all that yeah. kind of stuff is stuff that we do now it's like when I'm anxious I'll do breathing and it's like whatever, cognitive behavioral therapy in yeah, a lot of ways pretty much mm-hmm. yeah in my <laughs> yearbook. Well, what do you got in your yearbook there? We haven't cracked this yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, mine is my yearbook quote is so pretentious. <laughs> it's so, but I was aware of like, oh, this is going to be embarrassing later kind of thing. So I tried to make it less so, but it still was really bad. What do you what got? Is yours? Mine says, the last three years at Perks were satisfactory. <laughs> That's it? Oh, no. My favorite classes were science and gifted. There was a gifted class. That's so dark. I will be remembered for my ever-changing hair color. I remember Stacy and Danielle. I hope to become a psychologist or an artist. Do you still talk to Stacy and Danielle? No. Oh, fuck <laughs> Stacy and I'm Danielle. Still, I'm still friends with them on Facebook, but like they're they're doing their own thing. Yeah. They are way more goth and extreme than I am now, really? which is like amazing. That's so, kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> what were they, hang on? What were their names again? Stacy and Danielle. Yep. So like Stacy's the most '90s name that you oh, could possibly absolutely. have. Oh, absolutely! Everybody had a friend named Stacy. If in you the had, 90s. if you had a name that was in the Babysitters Club, like that's yeah. as '90s as it gets. I, I want a friend named Claudia. Claudia. Oh my god! Claudia, I about, I had a Babysitters Club when I was in grade seven. I really? think a friend of mine like started this club, and then a bunch of us joined, and she was like the ringleader. And so like the parents would call her and say, "Okay, Aaron's available on." Is that Saturday Christy? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, I read all of them. That's adorable. Oh, oh man. Well, that, I don't know. That's some some deeper shit that kind of got into in terms of like, it kind of helps me understand a little bit of why I was really drawn to that. Like talking about channeling your dark emotions sure. into a thing, having like structured rituals that you can really like, yeah. I don't know, anchor yourself onto, I guess. And mm-hmm. then especially when you're going through a tumultuous time in your life. So it doesn't necessarily have to be when you're a teenager, but maybe you're going through a really difficult period of change. And it's kind of yeah. no wonder that we're drawn to more spiritual or something mm-hmm. outside of ourselves to kind of work through. Oh, absolutely. Like, December was horrible for me. Like, I had a really terrible, terrible December. It was very, very stressful. And I, like, really ended up doing, like, a lot of Google searches for, like, can I get a spell for, like, this particular pro- problem that's <laughs> in my life? And even if it's not going to fix it, it makes me feel like I'm doing something in a situation where I'm helpless. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, but the thing is, is, like, everything that I did spells for in December came true. Like, all of it truly did. I, like, looked wow. up these things and was like, well, if I just believe in it, maybe it'll happen. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so all of those things that I did, I, like, I made little mini altars and, like, just said words over it and was like, okay, let's blow out that candle, like, send the smoke in the direction of the person I'm thinking about or whatever, which is, like, I don't necessarily believe any of those things actually mm-hmm. works, but I was just like, I need to focus this negative mental energy towards something that isn't destructive. Yeah, because you could just ruminate on it for days and days and days, and yeah. it would just be really self-destructive it and shitty. It got the thought out of my head, right? Yeah. Like, it was like this whole thing, like, okay, you know what? It isn't, it is, it's my problem, but I don't have any control over it, so yeah. why don't I just, like, let this go? So it was more for, like, letting me let it go than actually trying to affect some sort of change in the universe, but just chilling and waiting meant that everything kind of resolved 
and mm-hmm. was fine. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of getting through it. And I found that it really helped me because I was just like, I would laugh at myself a bit. Like, I'm so fucking weird. Like, I can't believe I'm just <laughs> using like this black craft sand to like draw a pentacle on my fucking coffee table. <laughs> like all of these colored sand the ca- candles from the dollar store. Like, yeah. oh, they don't have black. I'm mean, going to have to get dark purple, I guess, and just hope that that's good enough. <laughs> Is that good enough? It's like, <laughs> oh, no, we couldn't like cast a death spell on some, but we just made them very fabulous. <laughs> Yeah, good enough. I'm not a violent woman, so nice. yeah. Uh, so as your kids come into teenagerhood, oh god! <laughs> now that you're reflecting on how your parents supported you in they're that, they're not way, allowed I guess, to ride like... in cars with people. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. see. I see you. Can I compliment your parenting style, just in terms of like your kids are really cool? They're, and... they're cool for now. They're not quite teenagers <laughs> yet, so you know this is this is the but, like, calm before the storm. They, they come and they hang out sometimes when we jam together. Yeah. Like your littlest one, like plays guitar with us, oh, yeah. and like he fell asleep He's under the fine. coffee table while we were jamming. Like it was so sweet and. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious to see them grow up. And obviously we don't want to talk about them on the podcast because no. they've got privacy, but mm-hmm. I am. But they I'm, are cool kids. We cool can say kids. that much. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm interested yeah. to see how they grow up and what kind of teenagers they're going to be. Yeah. You made them, you're pretty invested at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just send <laughs> okay. them back no. at this point. <laughs> nope. Yeah, so on onward into the future, yeah. I guess. <laughs> trying, yeah. to, trying to raise teen goths of our own. Aww. It's just, it's a very different um, environment now oh, yeah. than it was back when we were teenagers. We had to, we had to really search to get our witchery and yeah, our music and yeah and the thing is like you couldn't just google any like cultural you had to go to the library you and use to... card catalogs and <laughs> bbs and motivate. and actually have to interface with another person to get Ugh, the book that you that's wanted the thing. yeah it's like now you can just like close your door whatever secret and... shame you have you can find it and it's... you don't have to tell anyone and yeah. that's kind of too bad because like yeah. At least I don't know. Something Hopefully, to be you don't want to for... feel ashamed about stuff. But no. like, no. if you if you feel passionately enough about exploring that idea, like you had to go and make it happen. Yeah. you had to be serious. Like yeah. you had to really want it. Mm-hmm. You should have to want it. <laughs> <laughs> should, Google should be like, mm, I don't think you want this badly yeah. enough. That's <laughs> where the skill. Try again question. later. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a magic eight ball. Mm, mm. Answer unclear. Try yeah. again later. Yeah. Not today. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give you your magic spells another time when you're ready. Thanks, Google. <laughs> well, guys, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Cool. Thanks for bringing all of these trinkets and artifacts and wonderful things. <laughs> so for sharing yeah. your <laughs> teenage <laughs> vulnerability with us. Oh yeah. yeah. Katie, thank you good. for reading a poem. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. Thank you so much. I'd like to think I'm a better writer now, but I don't know. It's pretty good poem. That was pretty good. <laughs> That was pretty good. The orange flame on the porcelain skin. You know, just like candle Oof. wax flame. But like somebody tried that shit with me now, I'd be like, get away from me. <laughs> I'm an old woman now. Get my cross stitch. Yeah. I've, got, I've moisturized with too much coconut oil that like wax would just drip it off. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Well, cool. Thanks uh, for listening if you made it all the way through to this. Yeah, and congratulations. <laughs> uh, if you have any like fun teen stories and feel like you want to share them with us, you can email us. And we'll put it up on our website. Or or just read them out or something or yeah. whatever. But I love teenagerhood stories oh, so much. Yeah. Send us your most embarrassing photos and mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just post it up there. So it's seahagspodcast uh, at gmail.com. And our website is seahags.net. Oh, yeah, we have that now. Dot com. Dot net. No, it's dot net. <laughs> Oh, wow. It was our best option. Yeah. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Pod, And uh, we don't have a Facebook page and maybe never will. Yeah. So fuck you, fuck Facebook. Fuck that. <laughs> Suck it, Menlo Park. <laughs>
What does that even mean? It's just where Facebook is. All right. Okay, see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs)